Hi, everyone. You're listening to PR Hangover, a bi-weekly public relations podcast and talk show hosted by Grand Valley State University's PRSSA chapter and me, Hunter Buren. Sit back, relax, grab a cup of coffee, and enjoy the show. Thanks for listening. All right, we're going to start off the podcast today. We're going to have you introduce yourself. What's up, guys? This is Brie Olson, your chapter president of PRSSA this year on the mic. Woo! <laughs> How are you doing today, Brie? I'm, I'm going well. Uh, going well. I just yeah. said going well. Um, that's how I'm doing. I think I have pneumonia, but that's besides the point. I'm here and I'm ready to rock this podcast. So what, what you got for me, Hunter? All right. So we're, today we're going to be talking about the WMPRSA meeting that you attended. Um, can you just give us a little background of what WMPRSA is and just what it stands for? Yes, so WMPRSA stands for West Michigan Public Relations Society of America. Notice I didn't say Student Society. We're so used to saying PRSSA. This is one S. Um, So they are our parent chapter, um, and they're a bunch of PR professionals that are basically just um, doing what we do. They have meetings every once in a while, and the event I got to attend, they try to do monthly And normally these would pop up in my inbox and I'd be like, wow, this sounds super cool. But I always just had a class during that time. So I actually even had to like skirt out a little early to go to class, but I was able to make it and get in some good notes and content for a blog and now this podcast. Yeah. So um, the meeting that you attended, can you kind of walk us through what that was like was it similar to one of our prssa meetings or just walk us through i mean since from the point you got there to when you left yeah so it was just had a little more opportunity for kind of conversation and networking because it started with a luncheon so our meetings are kind of like after we've had a long day we try and just get to the point have our speaker do their spiel and you know take what we can get in that hour But theirs was a little more lax in the beginning. Um, And I got a free lunch, which um, (laughs) shout out to WMPRSA. I didn't know that was happening, actually. I just kind of thought it was an event. I didn't know lunch was provided. But um, actually, we started off the luncheon with a little activity from the speakers, um, which I think we should bring into PRSSA a little more because... Like I said, we are on a time constraint, but um, maybe having the speaker have us do a little um, activity at the beginning or the end or answer a question or something to get the audience a little more engaged um, would be awesome. Yeah, for sure, because I mean, it's so late in the day that I think that a lot of people, even if they're not trying to, like we bring in such amazing speakers and we want to stay as engaged as possible, so if we actually try to engage our members more, then I think that would be a great idea to, I mean, just keep everyone awake, if anything. I think our favorite part is the questions and answers section that we do at the end of PRSSA meetings because you do get to ask questions like, hey, you talked about this, I don't really know what that is. Honestly, could you elaborate? Or, 
just questions that people may be may pop up during the speaker's um, presentation, but they're kind of unsure about because our industry has a lot of jargon. And so it's uh-huh. like kind of cool to get in on industry um, speak, I guess. Yeah. I mean, there's so many different professions that we work with that it's hard to really know all of the different jargon for, I say, everything that we are actually working in. So whether we're bringing in someone from Fox 17 or someone who's working in healthcom, it's just easier to ask those questions and figure out what they're actually talking about. Right, right. So after the activity, um, what did you guys go into next? Yeah, so to kind of give the background, this event was titled Creating Content That Connects. So um, we had um, two speakers, Chandra Martinez, who works for MLive, and then Beth Dornan, who leads um, content strategy at Amway. Um, So that was super cool. Also, because I'm a huge media relations uh, geek, so having someone from MLive, I just feel like I kind of have heard of the reporter's names, like, you know, when I'm reading through stories, but to actually see her in person was kind of cool, like I had a fangirl moment. Yeah. Um, But the activity was they gave us this envelope, and it had a bunch of different headlines on them, and they told us to rank them from, like, most appealing to least appealing because ultimately at the end of the day you have to think of your target audience in your reader and not just um, your client basically so don't you know kind of oh we're the best well why are you the best so that activity was kind of fun and then to see the results were kind of fun yeah I think that's a really interesting thing that they did because I feel like a lot of people would be scared going to this actual public relations society meeting because they think it's all formal and everyone's extremely professional but doing an activity like that really gets you engaged and really shows you that there's a lot of fun opportunities in these meetings right it was kind of like an icebreaker and I was like able to kind of meet the people around me and kind of laugh and just make it a little more informal even though it's a professional event Uh Because I mean, I feel like as students, if we're going to a professional event, it's hard, it's easy to kind of sit back and just watch. But if you're given an activity that gets you involved with professionals in your field, then you're going to feel a lot more comfortable around them. Totally. All right. So um, what happened after the activity that you guys did? Um, so I guess, um, Beth and Chandra, they kind of did um, a tag team. It was kind of cute the way they um, kind of lectured us about creating more compelling content for your target audience was they would come up with like examples or they would play kind of good cop, bad cop. And um, like (laughs) one time they were like, oh, Chandra, like my kid uh, really needs braces. Like, I really need you to pick up this story for me. Like, can you do this for me? I'm just, I'm begging you. My job depends on it. And they were kind of being joking, but their point was don't ever use bribery to get a press release picked up or don't ever say, um, you know, make it self-serving. It's not their job to 
publish your story. It's their job to think of what the readers want, what the audience wants, and what's actually newsworthy or not. Mm-hmm. That's really interesting because I feel like it's it's very good for them to bring in people who aren't in the PR field but work with PR professionals because there's a lot of things that you can learn from people who aren't in your profession because you want to know with our profession we're working with people and you want to know how those people tick and how and what they want you to do while you're working with them say like I guess yeah obviously don't bribe them but it goes down to like even to asking them just politely to pick up your story you have to be kind and actually be heartfelt in that yeah I mean just think of it um, as PR professionals or aspiring PR professionals for us um, how many times do does like public relations get misunderstood from like your mom or like maybe yeah. from someone who's a marketing major like it's hard to understand our profession and what is you know ethical practice or the do's and don'ts and to, so to hear it from the other side from the journalistic side and see how we can like help them and it can be like mutually beneficial for both of us to do our job correctly is um very nice yeah for sure so i know the meeting the meeting one of the big things was it was focusing on 20 tips for creating content um what were a few that really stuck out to you okay this one definitely stuck out um it was saying because in my media relations class i learned about offering stories as an exclusive which means you're only sending your press release out to one journalist one outlet and that makes them more likely to maybe pick it up because it's more um what is the it's more tailored to them yes and they are the first one on the story they don't have to compete with other news outlets um so in the 20 tips that they had for us one of them was don't offer things as an exclusive unless it's groundbreaking news because apparently um offering as an exclusive gets thrown around too much in their world so they just go through their emails and they say why is everything, you know, so exclusive? Like, this isn't newsworthy enough to be offered as an exclusive. So they're they're asking us to use that word sparingly. Uh-huh. Because, I mean, it has to be something that people will care about. Because if you are if you have an exclusive, it's going to be, want people to draw people to your newspaper or whatever it is. And so it has to be something that's actually important. Right. Um, I'm looking through my notes here, trying to find another interesting point. They were, they also like opened up the 20 tips to saying just how much everything has changed um, with how people consume their news. And I don't know, they were just saying we're all creators and everything needs to be like digital now pretty much. And the measures of success in the past were different than they are now. And so the journalists, from the journalist perspective, they said they're not just looking for content to go somewhere and it be just like from PR to journalist to reader. They Mm -hmm. want their reader to actually do something with the content. So it's just like we were talking about in the beginning, more engaging um, 
is just like what they're looking for. And also um, thinking of newspapers and how maybe they're becoming way more obsolete. In the past, they would look for, okay, what, what's the front page story? Well, now they're just looking for impactful stories that'll change like laws or lives. Uh-huh. Yeah, for sure. I think it's important um, because as you said, anyone, like everyone has access to everything these days. And because of that, I mean, attention spans are a lot shorter. I've heard that the average attention span for a video is about seven seconds now. It's it's terrible, but, like, it's because we have such easy access to everything, we just skip through it all. And we have to find, we have to maybe prompt reporters when we're talking to them, maybe suggest things that they can add to their, or at least help them come up with these different multimedia elements. That's perfect that you said that because one of the way to grasp the attention of people who are just maybe scrolling through the media now, nowadays, um, obviously the headline is what makes or breaks a story. Uh-huh. Um, so they actually gave about five tips for writing a good headline. Um, and it's not so much tips as like they are questions to ask yourself about um, the story you're trying to get picked up. So using first, um, like first flip this or knew this, um, a first is truly unique and different and that'll, you know, grab attention. Or what's the best, um, which isn't just you saying, oh, my client's the best. It's saying why and who thinks Uh so. Um, And then what's the only. So if it's like literally exclusive, um kind of going back to first and then what you can prove with numbers um is really impactful in a headline so showing like an increase in this or a decrease in this is um an eye catcher and then lastly this is goes without saying but what's trendy so what is relevant and what is new um and they said don't just think that what's a trend three weeks ago is the trend yeah three weeks later you know everything cycles right i think that's important like all of those things are very important while either writing headlines or talking to journalists and i think another thing that i've i've been thinking about is important in media relations is to make it easy for the journalist to do their job they're so bogged down by us and they love we have of course, we're going to create a great connection with them, but we have to make sh- understand that they're busy. And so, like, adding multimedia links even in our emails. Like, when I recruit people for this podcast, I just s- do a quick link to the SoundCloud of it because it's just something that you have to understand that the person that you're working with who's going to help you in the end is busy, and you have to make it as easy for them as possible. Absolutely. And they mentioned um, they actually like receiving videos. Uh, Video content will get picked up um, a lot more than just a picture nowadays. And they also mentioned if you send a press release without a photo, it's almost like a Uh no-go. Because like we were talking about with people being so time-consumed when they're scrolling through the media, um, it's really about 
what sticks out in the visuals speak a thousand words, but a video is like priceless. <laughs> yeah. Um, so after you've been to this meeting, um, do you think you're going to go back to another one? Definitely. Especially because there was free lunch. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, no, it was really awesome. Um, our professional, no, yes, no, faculty advisor, Adrian, uh, suggested that um, some members of PRSSA attend their event. And in return, um, you know, we write a little blog about it for us. And then we can also... Um, provide them with kind of a recap that they can use for their newsletter and then also while I was there I was maintaining their Twitter uh, and live tweeting the meeting which was cool oh wow. yeah and I added some um, funny graphics nice so hopefully those were taken hopefully they appreciated yeah it. hopefully they understood my humor so it's not just something that's open to you I mean you're you're the president of GVPRSSA of course, you're up there in our organization, but it's something that somebody who's a first year can go to, and it's something that you think that they should go to? Absolutely. Um, if you have the time, definitely go. Um, they have discounted student rates, um, but also if you're interested in participating in that um, opportunity of kind of writing for them, writing for us, um, they would provide lunch and registration for you which is kind of nice um also i think it's important to have this relationship with our parent chapter because we kind of get so sucked up into school and prssa that we forget that there is life after college and uh -huh. it could be that you're sitting in a wmprsa meeting in one two three years from now um, and those people in that room may be your future employees even, or, uh, or employers, right. Employers, colleagues, whatever. Um, so it was kind of cool to think about it in that aspect as a senior, especially. Uh-huh. Of course, because of course it's important to network with each other students in our, in our major, but it's important to network with professionals as well. And that's a very simple way to do it is just to go to those meetings because they they have activities that kind of force you to network, which is a great thing to do. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, also, October is Relationship Month, um, according to PRSSA National. And so one of my goals is kind of to strengthen that bond that we have with each other, um, our parent chapter in PRSSA. Um, yes, most of uh, WMPRSA members become our speakers uh -huh. but I think more um, kind of like networking events that are just informal but allow you to kind of buddy up and have a mentor would be um, pretty rewarding yeah so speaking of October the next WM, <laughs> WMPRSA meeting is it's a mouthful I know it's October 19th from 11:30 to 1 o'clock and it's gonna be very interesting just I can see that by the title it is going to be talking about how the Orlando Health managed the Pulse nightclub shootings. So it's going to be a case study, um, and they're going to talk about how they manage something so difficult to manage. Um, and so that'll be very interesting to hear. 
Yeah, that sounds super cool. Not only is that like crisis calm, but then it comes into like diversity and, you know, making sure your communication is tailored the right way to be sensitive to the audiences who, you know, maybe they knew they had family members or friends or loved ones that were, you know, affected. And it even delves into the political sphere as well a little bit. So it'll be triple, quadruple dipping at that point. Right. All right. So, Brie, thank you so much for coming on and talking about this meeting that you attended. It sounds amazing. Hopefully, I will be able to attend the next one. And hopefully, a lot of us also will be able to attend it. Is there anything you would like to leave us with? No, I would just say take advantage of it. I think they want to help us, and in return, we can do something to help them. Um, Yeah, it's been real, guys. All right. Thank you so much. Adios. Thanks for listening. Hope you enjoyed the podcast, and make sure to tune in next time for GBSU's PR Hangover with Hunter Buren. Bye.